Hey, welcome to our talk show this evening. Uh, thanks for joining us. And um, we're happy to tell you today that we have two guests, unlike the, the usual when we have uh, only one guest. So our guest today is Fuzilem Vubu, who is a 4IR Archon. And uh, we also have Shailen Naika, who's a publishing and education specialist. So uh, they're going to introduce themselves for a little bit uh, before we take them on the uh, expertise. So we start with Fuzile Mbubu. Uh, Fuzile, you are for IR Alcon. What is it? You can unmute yourself. Hi, everyone. Um, thank you. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you for this opportunity um, to be able to present um, this innovative idea that I have, especially for our black or impoverished um, communities. Um, so yeah. to, to briefly explain what 4IR means, it's the fourth industrial revolution. So um, we, I don't know how many of us uh, know about it, but um, a lot of things are migrating to, to the digital space, if I can put it that way. Um, a lot of things are post-corona and lockdown. We were forced to work from home instead of uh, our ordinary offices. And because we were forced to do that, uh, we had to familiarize ourselves with uh, technology. Uh, so that, that's basically what uh, the fourth industrial revolution is about. It's about shifting towards the, the, the digital world. And so why I call myself a 4IR Archon, it's um, derived from um, Greek. So we know that especially with our language and education, um, maths, everything has a, a bit of a background um, where it was developed by the Greeks. And so we've just adapted it and changed it and, you know, customized it to according to our own benefits. So Archon is actually um, an, um, a Latin word for director, if I can put it that way. So I, uh, I am labeling myself as the 4IR, <laughs> as the 4IR director, uh, because I don't think anyone is claiming that. So <laughs> I, I just said to myself, well, why not be the one that sort of, especially... Um, pushes um, people from um, our background because I know that uh, for the most part uh, we are familiar with technology but we are not as tech savvy as um, most of the first world countries like your China and America and so forth so I am the instigator or the that's a, that's, that's a mouthful that's a mouthful of explanation there for for for, for IR. <laughs> I'll make sure that uh, it's copyrighted for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shailen, yeah. um, you are publishing an education specialist. Um, can you explain a little bit what, what you do there? What, what does it mean? So, hi, everybody. Um, so, basically, I've been working in the publishing industry um, since 2012. So I have just about 10 years experience in the industry. I kind of stumbled into it. Um, I've, be, I've worked for Maskew Miller Longman, um, who were then, and I've worked for Pearson 
Education South Africa. Um, both of those companies were bought by Pearson International. They're responsible for um, publishing a lot of the textbooks that I'm sure you're familiar with. The X-Kit Achieve, the Platinum Series Today, uh, Afrikaans on a Grenze. So um, that that so we've basically um, so that company that I've been working with for the last decade um, and working for, they're responsible for producing the content that um, a lot of South African learners use in their classrooms um, from the primary school level all the way into university. So that's where my experience comes in. I've worked in various roles as an editor as a and as a typesetter, as well as in the production phase. So I've gotten to experience the publication and education industry from multiple roles. And now um, what's relevant to this conversation is how the publishing industry has been um, providing resources for uh, learners to uh, use to learn from home. Um, also, um, being myself a Gen Zer or a millennial, I always get the two confused, I've been in the education industry as both a producer of content as well as a consumer of content. So um, what I try to do is give my perspective um, as someone who's actually been using the materials. I'm actually using a lot of these modern methods to educate myself. Um, I've used it to get my degree as well as I've used it to upskill in the workplace to stay relevant and competitive as an employee. Um, mm. And I've also used it in, I've uh, while studying my degree, I was also a tutor. So I've helped produce the materials. I've helped um, teach using those materials, and I've been on the receiving end as a student. Hmm. Wow, that's nice. Thank you so much for, for those uh, introductions. Um, so now uh, I see we have um, people coming in already, joining us, and we thank you for that. And we also have, um, let's see, on YouTube, uh, we still... We have two views already. I think we can start with, with your presentation. Fuzili, uh, we're going to switch off our microphones and, and, and cameras so that we can give you the spotlight. Explain to us what um, the GED uh, benefits every one of us today and everyone who's connected here, parents, how, how they can incorporate it in their decision-making in terms of their children. And those already that are um, almost in metric level, um, what can they do to benefit from it? So over to you, Fuzili. Okay, thank you so much, um, Neo. Um, also, welcome to those that just joined us. We, we're really happy to have you here. And uh, Neo has already told me that I give a mouthful, so I'm going to try and put it as simple and as um, short and make it as brief as I can. So um, 
we, I was helping um, one of the learners. Um, she was doing her matric. And during the time she was studying, um, she was, I was helping with her math and science. So then I stumbled uh, across the, uh, um, this GED, uh, which is a graduate's equivalency degree. And so I explored further what, the, what it means and, and how can it help the learners, learner that I was assisting. And so upon further research, I realized that it's actually a very effective uh, way of learning because um, all the content is done digitally. It's already created for you. And uh, the, the, I mean, the learner, if I can put it that way. And um, because the content is already created and it's also accredited or acknowledged by the international standard as a, a matric diploma. So when I researched and I found that out and then I looked to see uh, how can we bring it home? How can we, we make it available for, for, for learners? And then we, we experimented, if I can put that put it that way. And that's, this, this was in 2020, uh, before lockdown. So an idea that started as a, a tutoring idea to help uh, a learner, uh, it gave birth to an opportunity for the learner to be able to, well, for other uh, parents to join in. So I ended up having like 10 kids that I was uh, introducing into the GED program. And then when we researched again, we found that, okay, so it's only, we are only allowed to take the GED uh, when you are 17 years and above. So then that made it very difficult for the other kids to keep uh, pursuing this program because some of them were as young as 13 years. So then they just um, fizzled out and were incorporated back into a secular school. And then the ones that are 16, 17 years, then they continued with the program. So what is GED? GED is um, an international metric. Let me put it that way. Simply put, it's an international metric. And in order to obtain this international metric, the, the learner has to go through a year program which is they are learning um, online uh, digital content that is provided by MyGED, which is the authorized and accredited uh, GED uh, provider. So you basically create an online um, login with them and they, build, they charge you 2,900 for access to, to, the, to the program. And then when you get access to the program, um, you are able to get four uh, subjects that you, you, you will be doing. So as part of the presentation, I don't know if I'm able to share screen because um, I'd like to also assist with visual aid while uh, presenting. So yes, um, so then I, I then was able to, uh, you know, tap into that. And then uh, what what happened was I got I got access to the the GED. Um, so I am currently trying to share my screen. Uh, I'm not. I don't know if you guys can see. Yeah, we can see it. Okay. Uh, you see your password uh, then. <laughs> no, it's not going. I'm not. I'm not going to show you. But um, in, in fact, because I I want people to 
to, they can even use this, my password. Uh, I don't have a problem. So that they can just um, get access to it as well. And just learn or uh, familiarize yourself um, as a parent, as the learner. Um, I, I would love for people to be interested in, in this program because it, it not only is something that um, I, I, I have knowledge of, it's knowledge that's freely available. Um, so they basically explain what uh, GED is and uh, how you can take it and you, you, you schedule tests and the, how much it costs. So it's all in this um, mygedcom So if um, the learners are interested to find out more, they can just visit this page, mygedcom And then further in the interview, I will explain what role we play in order to be able to provide support for, for the learner doing these four subjects. But as you can see with my, with my shared screen, um, we've got language arts, and I'm hovering over social studies, science, and maths. So it's just only four subjects that you, you take. And the GED grad week, oh, sorry, so they're just telling us about the 50% that you get if you get like, um, if you want to do practice tests. But I'll just click on the language arts, for instance, to just give you a rundown. And then when I click here, it shows that this language arts uh, about the test, it will, the test lasts 150 minutes. And in the 150 minutes, you cover three parts. So they will, if I click on the three parts that will be covered, it will tell you part one and three are made up of multiple choice, drag and drop, fill in the blank, hotspot, and drop down questions. Part two is a written essay. You will have 45 minutes to complete it. You will get 10 minutes break between parts two and three. Um, they don't give you a break here, um, from what I know here locally in South Africa, um, but maybe in America, they allow the students to take three, uh, 10 minutes breaks. And then within the 150 minutes, the three topics that will be covered will be reading for meaning, identifying and creating arguments, grammar and language and then they will tell you um, this is how much it costs um, to, to, to get the test so English will be $80 in order for the parent to get a sitting at Boston College and then they will then schedule the exam for you you pay the $80 which is uh, currency conversion works up to almost like 1300 somewhere there and then yeah you do the, the test. If the child pass, then you they are done with English. And then they can do uh, the next exam, which is maths, science, and social studies. Now, why this is, I said, it's the most simplest and convenient way to, to, to learn. Because when you, get, when you apply for the program, um, it's so simple. Um, let me just also show you a typical example of what I'm. Um, the skills. If you click on the on on the. 
learn this and then go and do the exam. So here they say understanding main ideas and details. You'll be presented with a reading passage and asked to determine the relationship between ideas, analyze how details develop the idea. So then they've got a story here that was written by L.M. Monbri. You read through the story and then right at the bottom, you've got questions. Read this sentence from the excerpt. What role does this sentence play in the passage? Something like they give you an example, something like a reluctant smile, rather rusty from long disuse, mellowed, Marilla's grim reaction. So this they're just giving you an example of um, what, what, what the question is about. So then you choose between the four, which one is the most likely answer. So I see here they've already highlighted for us D. So it shows that Marilla's attitude toward N is starting to change. You click on D. If you think the answer is C, you click on C and it will go to C and then you press next and then you move on. Then what this system does is that it keeps track of when you're studying or when you're doing these uh, practice tests, say you, you answered C, but the answer was D. And then it will tell you, no, you got that part wrong, but then you move on to the next question. And then you are able to go back and rectify your error. And then I, I think that is the most impactful way of learning because in order to learn, we have to make mistakes. We have to not understand things. And then that's how you learn. But then you rectify those mistakes. You go back and then it, it engraves into your brain. It's just a simple concept of, um, but, uh, what do they say? Repetition for emphasis, or we learn through our mistakes um, and so forth and so forth. So rather than having a teacher standing in front there and going through the material. And when the child doesn't understand what's going on, they say, no, let's move on to the next one. And then we move on to the next, but the child is, is left behind. And then it sort of, um, you know, de de discourages the learner. It doesn't make them want to, you know, learn. They, they get disengaged, disinterested and so forth. So this way of learning, uh, the system is monitoring the child's activity and whatever questions you got wrong, you are able to go back and rectify. And what that does, it stamps that information into your brain. And when you are met with the same similar question in an exam, your brain quickly uh, remembers that information and takes a, and the child passes. So basically that's what GED is. It's the most simplest way of doing matric because you only do four subjects, that being maths, English, social studies, and which I left out, science or English. Yes, yeah, so maths, English, social studies, and science. So you do the four, and when you, when you get the four subjects, then they put them together, and then they calculate the credits or the points that you've acquired when you were uh, taking the exam. Now, what do I mean by... Um, them putting together the points or the, the 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 credits. So I'm not sure how much how many of you are familiar with why do we why do um, high schools come to the conclusion that a, a person passed their uh, metric with a diploma, with a bachelor's, with honors, and so forth. Sorry, sorry. Uh, um... so we seen your emails there. 
Oh, sorry. sorry. Let me just stop sharing. Yes. Yeah. So, sorry about that. Um, I'm just quickly just going to um, to the link where they speak more about the point system. But I can just give you a rundown because um, cannot find it at the moment. But basically, the point system works this way. Um, According to the international standard, if you pass with 80%, 90%, and so forth, you are assigned seven points. If you pass 60% to 70, you are assigned 66 points. If you assign 50 to uh, 60, you assign five points, and, it, and so it goes down. So that's why you'll hear that the child passed with three distinctions. Maybe they've got 70, 80% in English, 80% or 90% in math, um, 90% in another study, and then they like pass with th three distinctions, and those are high-credited um, subjects. And so that child is prepared to be able to enter into university. But then another child passes their metric, but then they just pass higher grade. Um, but now they don't pass with you know, distinctions. And then that child, because they took higher grades, so it means they took uh, subjects that were high credited or they were assigned more points, then they are able to get into university that way. But then you find other kids that just pass with your national senior certificate, which is, I've got my metric and I've got 40%, but I, at least I passed. And then those ones, they don't get into university, unfortunately. Then you are either applying to apply to TVET colleges and so forth and so forth. So the point system works like that. Um, the, the more uh, marks you get uh, per subject, and especially for high credited subjects, as I said, like maths is regarded as part of the high credited, science is um, regarded as a high credited um, subject, and also English forms part of the high credited subject. Um, one of the languages, is they, they are regarded as high credited uh, subjects. So then they give you seven, seven credits, for instance. And then those seven credits, um, when, you've, when they've, um, you've got the four, and then maybe you, the other three subjects, you've got 30, 40 credits, they put them together and they sum it up. And if you make more than 25 credits, according to South Africa, then you are able, you, you've got a bachelor's pass. But if you've, manage to get 19 points, then you, you, you are assigned a diploma pass. Now, with GED, what is nice about it is that since it's just four subjects, they say the child cannot pass below an average mark of 145 over 200. Now, if you do the math, 145 over 200 would give you 60 to 65%. Uh, so that is still like 60, 65% pass mark. Now, according to what we, the uh, points that the Department of Education assigns people that pass with 60 to 65 or 69%, uh, you are given five points or five credit points. Now, if you get five of those, I mean, four of those, so you got five, 10, 15, 20 with the GED program, that means you got 20 points. And in South Africa, to get a diploma for your metric, you only need 19 points. So then that's why they call it the graduate equivalency diploma. 
because it's, it, it sets the child up just right. You cannot part, you fail if you get less than 145%. So the child it works towards getting 145% and above. So if they get 145%, they are assigned five points. And those five points, after you do all your four, four subjects, they give you 20 credit points and voila, you've got your diploma. And so we, we did that exercise and we've got uh, a learner that went through the GED program and she passed. She passed very well. She got like, she was averaging 160 something and she got a distinction as well. And then, yes, she was then plugged into um, Weeding Code because she just realized that she loves computers. After doing the, the GED program online, she realized, oh, I think I'm, I'm a computers person. So then she explored that further and we, she applied with Weeding Code. They took her for boot camp and she passed and she's currently studying with them and receiving a stipend as well. So yeah, we've set up very, very nicely in, in that, in that spe uh, spectrum. So that, that's why now I wanted to introduce it um, to the broader public, you know, because we, we, we see that um, one, learners are struggling with, with our current education system. And I think Shailen, my colleague, will um, elaborate further on, on, you know, the things that we've seen, especially um, if you've got like uh, with the impoverished uh, background. If your circumstances are not right, then you're not uh, privy to such information. And then also it's a costly exercise, but then you end up not wanting to explore it. So Shailen will touch more on that, that we are, the learners are struggling, but not only the learners, the parents are also struggling because the, the child has to learn these seven subjects that they are currently doing, seven under caps. And then in the seven subjects, one, we've realized that, especially for maths, they teach you calculus if you want to take pure maths because pure maths is the high credited one. So if you want to take um, pure maths and then you, you meet with calculus and you meet it in matric. Now, calculus is, I, I'm sure not many of you are even familiar with how it works, what it means. I did more research and I realized that calculus should have a course on its own. There should be like a whole year a child spends just studying calculus. Apart from just doing your, your normal maths, you're solving for X's, your geometry and whatnot, just calculus on its own because that is maths in motion. So maths is stationary. It's one plus one is equal to two. But with um, calculus, they're saying if one was to push one, what would you get? Then you're not going to get two because one is now moving and it's pushing this other one. So now you must... Uh, understand the formula and, and all that. So basically it needs a whole year for you to do, to just do focus on calculus. And then when you understand calculus, then you can then understand how it plugs in to stationary maths, where it's just one plus one is equal to two. Solve for X. If X is equal to, then what is my, you know, with your, your standard um, um, maths quiz. Now with, with, with that being said, we've realized that kids are struggling. They are struggling. I mean, the learner came to me and they, she wanted me to tutor her with maths. And I was really good with maths uh, in school. I, I used to get 
all distinctions and stuff. But then when, when she came to me and she said, Malums, here's your yeah, here's um, calculus, can you help me? Uh, I couldn't. I just said to her, listen, I, I've been out of school 15 years. I don't know what you guys are doing now. So I will just have to do research. And then I realized that, no, man, um, it's confusing the, 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 the learners. And so imagine the child is looking up to you as a parent. Um, sorry. I just got disconnected there. So the child is looking up to you to, to know this information. They're coming back with homework and they're saying, mom, dad, can you, you know, assist? And you know, what do we know about calculus? So the system is maybe designed for us to, the, the kids to think of us as, you know, people that uh, are, are not informed, if I can put it that way. I, I don't, I, I don't know. But then, you can't help your child with their homework because you also don't know what they what they are doing. And then it frustrates the child. The teacher as well, some of them, I, I cannot speak for all of them, some of them don't understand what calculus is. So, uh, they, But they're expected to, to teach it because it's decisions made higher up and they just say to them, look, here's this uh, new cu uh, curriculum, uh, try and understand it and push it. And, you know, they don't engage with the teachers and ask them, you know, will it work? Um, would you be able to understand it? And, and so forth. So there's a whole lot of confusing things in such a way that you find 16, 17 year olds sitting in grade 10 and feeling very discouraged and feeling like they were failures because they, they are not making it. They are, they are not bridging or uh, going to the next phase. And it's not because they are the failures. It's just the system. Is, is making them fail. They don't understand the system. So with GED, we are removing um, that, that problem. We are actually saying there is a convenient way of learning for the child and also for the parent. Because with GED, uh, we do have one of the parents also logged in that we assisted the, uh, one of the kids with, and she will attest. It was easy for her to understand it. I mean, she would call me and tell me some of the things that are happening within the GED uh, spectrum because information is available. It's online. You, there, there's nothing I can make up and say, no, you know, GED works this way. No, you can just easily go to uh, my GED page and then you, you figure things out on your own. So that's why we're trying to push uh, this narrative that parents, please look at it as an alternative to this current confusing curriculum that has been bombarded onto um, our youth and it's making them depressed. It's uh, generates anxiety. And I mean, these are our future um, leaders, if I can put it that way. These are, our, these are going to be parents uh, one day where they would have to teach um, their kids. But now if they are depressed and, you know, anxious, it, it makes for... For, for, for the kids to not be able to, you know, be positive about their future. So um, that basically is what GED is. And if I've left out anything, um, I think Neo would maybe mention. But yeah, that's what GED is. Fuzile, um, I'm so inspired. Where were you 26 years ago? Um, when I was trying to do my matric. It's quite a long time ago, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, we, we have 
uh, questions that um, Mandisa Ntembu is asking. Mm. I don't know if we should, we should take questions now for you or we, we have uh, uh, Shailen do his presentation and then we can take it later. I think uh, because Shailen is also going to cover some of yeah. maybe the, okay. some of the questions, yes. Yeah. And then we can Hopefully open up. They'll, they'll be answered. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you for your presentation, Fuzile. Uh, don't go away. You just switch, switch off your, your camera and mic and then we can have uh, Shailen connecting. Shailen, um, welcome back. You still there? Awesome. All right. Shailen is going to explain to us, I think you you explaining the difference um, on caps. What is caps? <laughs> uh, oh, no, so, sorry. Um, the, that's the, the caps is the current um, curriculum system that we're busy working with right now uh, but i wasn't so much going to be focusing on the uh yeah. caps no, no side of Just things i was more going to, to talk about being career ready um sorry i think there was yeah. a miscommunication there um i want you to no, talk no about problem. being career Just, ready and take, take it away okay great do thank you, you. Do best. <laughs> okay so for um all the listeners that are basically joining in um Look, education is a goal. It's a pathway. The end destination is a job. Um, and that's what we are focusing on, being able to get a job. Um, now, the thing is, South Af um, as we know, globalization, South Africans are not just competing with other South Africans in order to get jobs. They are competing internationally. I myself am a typesetter and... Uh, I'm competing with Indians and Chinese typesetters in order to be able to, um, in order to be able to uh, get work um, as a typesetter. The advantage that I have in the South African market is my familiarity with um, African languages, being familiar with Afrikaans and with Zulu and Kosa. Um, allows me to be able to get work that cannot be allocated um, to those freelancers who are oftentimes cheaper than I am right now. So this is a, a skill that these are skills that I've had to add to um, that to my repertoire in order to remain uh, competitive with other employees in the market. Um, so and, and that's the nature of the modern work environment right now. Um, you're constantly having to learn and constantly having to upskill. Uh, so, so that's the first thing that um, I that I, I want to bring across. The main thing to focus: uh, South Africans are not competing against South Africans; they're competing against the world. And with everyone moving into the online space, work from home. There's certain strengths, there's certain, sorry, opportunities, and there's certain threats that have come. So a lot of jobs are moving into the online sphere, which means it's easier to migrate these jobs to other countries where they can possibly um, work cheaper. But this also means opportunities where foreigners can also come to us and ask us for work. Um, so. 
so 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 that's how we're looking at things now what's hap- so we're competing with these international employees and now we're looking at so what is happening in the international world of work internationally it the the education sphere is changing what is it, what employees want from uh sorry what employers want from from employees are skills and they want experience they're caring less and less about qualifications but you need to have the skills so you need to be able to train on them. basically the if you look at how uh they are look if you look at how they are employing people now in the united states and in europe they don't care what degree you have they want to look at your portfolio of work they want to be able to see who you've been employed with what you've done and what you can work with for example how good are you at microsoft excel right how good are you at communicating if you write a letter to somebody do you have good grammar structure um are you able to um communicate in a professional manner um how do you uh, how do you conduct yourself um online in the social media space these are the important things that they are looking for and a lot of these skills you can do in certificate courses um you don't necessarily need a degree for it so i'm just moving backwards now coming to i'm working my way towards the towards the ged um so now we're going essentially employees are looking for skills not necessarily degrees or certain qualifications however some companies are still using degrees as a gatekeeping mechanism um for example you will apply for a job and they will often interview you and they'll have a look at your skills oh yes you can work with the software um you can um handle the tasks at the place however the only problem is that you do not have a degree or diploma in the field that we require so that is a problem that we still have today um uh, which affects employability however it is something that is being phased out what they are really focused on though even in the more modern com- companies that are ignoring degrees is what is your matric level qualification like they want to go and they want to see your matric certificate and what they want to see is they want to see a 70% to 80% in english a 70% to 80% to 90% in mathematics and uh because what this tells me is you have a good comprehension of day-to-day interactions with mathematics and english um and uh, because if someone can read and write proficiently and if someone can do basic mathematics you can teach them the specifics of their jobs you don't need for most employees unless you're a statistician you don't need calculus as my friend uh fuzile was bringing up earlier uh that's not something that's relevant currently and um for instance we don't use it in the business field 
when I um, when I was doing my um, bachelor's in, in um, business I in business, we used statistics, um, and we used uh, basic al- we used algebra, we used statistics, and those uh, we used that from first year all the way all the way to third year. But we didn't touch trigonometry. We did not go into geometry. We did not go into calculus because those areas of mathematics do not apply to the business field um, in our specialization. And uh, so what's happening is globally. So what, what what's happening globally is employers as well as universities have basically looked at what do our students actually use? What do our students actually need? And they are saying whatever is irrelevant, we will not ask from them. And that is how the GED is structured. The GED is structured to provide you with the tools that you need to be able to enter university and to be able to enter the workplace. So what? So the, the GED... It's giving you a, a complete comprehensive education for you to be employable and teachable. That is what the GED prepares you for. Um, because once, you've, once you qualify for a degree, a lot of universities nowadays, the truth of the matter is that the education system that we currently have, um, all of the curriculums before the CAPS curriculum that you brought up, we had the NCVS curriculum, and um, before that we had OBE, Outcomes-Based Education. OBE failed, NCV failed, now we're working with the CAPS system, but the problem is it works on an archaic principle, archaic style of teaching, where it's all general education, and it's not relevant for what people need for their degrees. For example, we have a lot of people nowadays, they're uh, talking about, um, you know, just say somebody who has a, um, who is interested in the business field, he does not need to learn anything with regards to physics or biology because the physics and biology subjects are not going to come up in, um, are not going to come up in any of the workplaces that he's going to apply for, and it's not going to come up in any degree he eventually ends up studying for, right? And that is how we are, um, and that is what the GED is focusing on. Basically, you go for your GED, you pick yourself a math subject, and you learn math sufficient to be able to enter university and be able to learn uh, from your professors, you are able to pick your language subjects so that you are able to communicate effectively and once again understand the material. And as Fazile showed in the one piece of literature, reading comprehension, because study after study after study has shown that tens of thousands of matriculants who are graduating or exiting our education system are not uh, literate. They do not have basic literacy. So what ends up happening is they enter the university and they need to study a textbook 
And, well, they pick up their textbook and they're looking at the words on the page and they're not understanding. You know, if you cannot read a textbook and understand what's in the textbook, you can't learn from the textbook. And that is why we have such high failure rates in the universities. Now, the benefit of the GED is that instead of having six or seven subjects that the child has to um, spread his attention with, he can rather focus his attention on four core subjects. And um, essentially, if you get, as Vazile said, if you get a 60% in all four of those subjects, which is how you pass your GED, you can go and apply for a diploma because you have 20 points. If you get 80% for all four subjects, you have 28 points. 28 points will allow you to apply for any degree as long as you got the relevant subject. So say, for example, you want to... Um, say, for example, you are interested in um, bi a biology, you want to become a doctor. So you would pick English, you would pick um, mathematics, obviously, and you will pick biology and you will pick chemistry. Those four subjects, you get 80% in the four of them. Congratulations, you qualify for um, a biology degree. You can now apply for a university. And uh, what... So, 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 so what we're doing is we're just basically enabling people to have the basic skills that they need to be able to work in any environment and then to be able to qualify. We're not wasting people's time learning subjects that are irrelevant, that they're not interested in, or that they struggle with. So that's just a basic introduction. If you want me to, is there anything else you'd like me to bring up? I think um, you've made it simple um, by explaining the benefits because there's no use um, knowing the, the acronyms and then you don't know how they um, affect your life. You, you mentioned something there um, that you you can only go for four courses. So you and Fuzile um, mentioned that, that you can go for four courses and uh, you'll be sufficiently qualified to, to apply for a degree. Um, I could not understand why I had to um, have all these subjects, seven subjects that I had to learn at the time. At one point, I was doing physics and I was also doing agriculture. And I was like, how? You know, physics, agriculture, how do they meet? And how are they going to help me? Um, look, today, I'm not even using um, agriculture. Maybe when I'm I'm growing a patch <laughs> behind the, the house there. But um, um, it, it really makes sense. And, and I'm happy that we are, are talking about this so that we, we have an understanding. So maybe we can also take questions um, from our um, attendees. Um, we want to ask, Mandisa, can I ask you on stage? Um, you can ask your questions. Uh, you can grab a mic there. You can either ask the questions or we can read what, you, what you've what you typed in. It would be nice to see you. So maybe grab the mic on the side there. And you'll be added to stage. 
Okay. I'll just give you the mic then. Can you hear me? Welcome, Mandisa. Oh, hi. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to be on video. <laughs> it, it's good. We want to see who we're talking to. <laughs> That's fine. Hi. Thank you so yeah. much for the presentation, Fuzile. Um, and Shellen. There you go. Um, this is really interesting and quite um, useful for what I need. Um, I think I spoke a bit with Fuzili about what, or, or my my sister spoke about what we need. Um, and it sounds like it's exactly what we're looking for. Um, I had two questions. One is, um, does it matter what grade the learner currently is has completed? So, for example, the person that I'm uh, attending on behalf of has a grade nine, not the strongest grades um, of completion, but he has a grade nine. So does that matter, right? Does he need to have a good grade nine to then prepare for the GED or a grade 10? So that's my first question. Does it matter what grade the learner is at? He's past 17, so I think he qualifies age-wise. And the other thing I wanted to ask is just accreditation. Who, like who, what a body that, that, that have accredited the GED? Just because I imagine like when you're showing, when you're trying to apply for a job and people are like, who, who, where did you get this from? It's not Uma Lucy, um, or it's not Cambridge, right? Um, so who, uh, who slash what is that body? So just those two questions, but I'm really um, excited about this. Thank you. Thank, thank you um, for, for that, Mandisa. Um, who's going to take it? <laughs> Shailen or Fuzili? <laughs> you need to unmute yourself, um, Fuzili. What did you do to your account, Fuzili? See, your son needs GED. <laughs> okay, well, while Fuzili is, is trying to throw this audio out, um, Shailen, would you like to take these questions? Okay. <clears throat> so um, I work in partnership with Fuzile, so I'm in an advisory capacity. But what I can say is the only gate barring access to the GED is uh, the age requirement of being over the age of 17. There isn't a, 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 a education uh, barrier. So if, so if your child is over the age of 17, um, they will be able to apply for the GED because um, another aspect of the GED is the GED is designed for individuals whose circumstances have forced them to be unable to complete um, high school. Mm. Right? Um, <clears throat> so essentially, to be able to do the GED, um, if your son has the computer skills to be able to use a computer, as well as English skills sufficient to be able to read the course material, um, 
it will he will be able to do the GED course. Um, and that is why people like, oh, Azilia, are you able to speak? Um, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, great. You're back. Um, can I just finish my point before you start, Azilia? Go for it. Okay, thanks. So as I was saying, the only barrier to entry is um, being age of 17. Um, you do need to have computer skills and English skills sufficient to be able to navigate the website and use the materials. So if you're able to do that, log into the website, um, go through some of the samples, They will then you can be able to assess whether you'd like to do the undertaking. However, that is where companies like Fuzile, people like Fuzile come in because what Fuzile is able, what Fuzile will be doing is he will be assisting your uh, son or daughter in overcoming um, those barriers. So wherever there are issues in terms of comprehension, where they do not understand the course material, um, that is where Fuzile comes in and acts uh, as a facilitator, as an, as, as an educator to um, help him understand the course material and be able to problem solve his way through the course material. Um, as for accreditation, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the South African qualification, so after you've completed your GED, once you have your certificate, you will send it off to SACWA, the South African Qualifications Authority, and um, they will stamp it, and um, that SACWA accreditation is recognized by um, all businesses as well as learning institutions in South Africa. But if I missed anything, uh, Fuzile, maybe you can just round it out for me. Um, yeah, so Shailen, you basically covered it very well. Um, GED, as, as I said, it's a, an international metric. So um, I'm not sure if you ever paid attention to um, when, you know, like the schools, the end of year and then, they are um, awarding students who performed well. You hear of a child that, um, you know, got four or five distinctions and, 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 but when you track back, you see that the child was homeschooled. Um, they've never set foot in classroom. So homeschooled kids are actually um, what this GED program has been focused mo mostly or mainly to. And it is validated by SACWA, as uh, my colleague Shailen has just mentioned. So, um, but to validate it, it's a different charge altogether. Um, I think you pay around 2,020 rand at the end of the year. So as I said, it's a costly exercise if you, if you look at it in terms of money-wise. Money, money so that's how they've kept it, you know, away from, from us if I can put it that way, because um, when I was doing just a cost analysis, I realized that um, overall to just plug in and get the, the GED and also to be able to um, write the exam. Uh, so it's 2,900 Rand to get access to the GED. And then to write an exam per subject, you pay $80, which I had said was around one3 uh, 1.4 somewhere there, according to rand dollar conversion, because it always 
fluctuates. So I'm not sure what it sits at at, at current moment, but $80 per subject. So if you take four subjects, you multiply that $80, um, it, it sort of comes up to almost $8,000, $9,000 for the whole program. And then the, after you've done the program, you've passed, then you still have to take um, the, 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 your diploma to SACWA so that they can validate it. And then upon validation, it then becomes a local acknowledged metric diploma. So it becomes an equivalent to, 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 to metric, which um, we, with uh, Ken Sani, the, the, the learner that I said we helped, we, she didn't have to get it validated because some institutions, they, you can study further for a degree or, as Shaden had mentioned, a diploma. Um, they accept the GED without having to validate it. I know Boston College is one of them because you take the exam at, the, at, a, at a Boston College near, near you. So you don't write it by us. We don't create the content. We don't do anything. Ours is just facilitate and provide support. And so the, the learner at the end of the term or upon completion of the program, then we then um, reg uh, register per subject for the learner. So it will be up to the learner whether they want to uh, have all four subjects in one sitting. And as, I, as we have seen, um, one, like English, will take 150 minutes. So it becomes a bit of a, a schlep to just do all four in one sitting. So we sort of divide it maybe by a week. So say one uh, today, two days later, they take another one, another two days later, they, and then they complete the four. Or you can take one now, next month you take another one, the other month you take another one. That's, that's the flexibility it provides. And what I, I really love and I will emphasize this, guys. What I really love about GED is the simplicity of the program. Mandisa, um, I'm sure you're familiar with Usimta, Simta Ndile, my, my brother-in-law. Um, he was studying uh, in Freyhead, um, in, 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 let's just call it, something like that. So he was studying, and yeah, he, was, he wasn't doing well, eh? He was, he kept failing. And I kept telling them that it's not the child that's failing. It's the system that's failing the child because he just he can't understand and there's no resources. And when you speak to him, when you have a conversation, he's very intelligent. But when you, when, when, when it comes to him uh, academically, it seems like he's challenged. So I challenged him. I said, come join this program as well. And he joined and I, prom I tell you, uh, not a word of a lie, he was actually teaching me maths now. He was telling me how maths is done because I, I wasn't familiar with the program. They were doing it. So I was just providing support. So sometimes they would ask me, like, uh, so, sir, what is it? Because it's in, in the, the SI units they use is in inches instead of um, kilo, kilometers and kilograms and so forth. So they don't use our local. So now they're like, what, are, what is um, 45 inches? So quickly Google and then you times it by 15 and then that number times. By, and then he already did it, the math in his head. So as soon as I tell him, you times the number by 15. Da -da -da -da. So the answer is 48.2. And to be able to get to 48.2, you know, th that takes a level kind of 
genius. You know, that means you are able to break the numbers to decimals to the zero point. It's something I, I struggle with. <laughs> when I round it off, I'll just be like, probably the number will be 45 or 49. I won't be 45 point. But then he did that and, and he thrived. So it's validated by the by our local metric. And I mean, the local authorities, uh, SACWA, who are a leg of Umelus. So if you research more of, on, on what, who, who, what body forms SACWA, okay, it's actually I, the one. Can, can I jump in there? Uh, yeah. Can I jump in there? Um, so, Mandisa, are, are you covered? Are your questions covered? Awesome. We also thank have. Ah, uh, uh, thank you. We also have Onkopo today. Um, uh, she's got the experience to, to share with us. Onkopo, um, I, I know you typed it, but can you can you say it out loud? Uh, yes. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, yes. we can hear you. Oh uh, yeah. Um, I don't know what's going on with my camera, but it doesn't turn on. Like, I do have a friend uh, who's nineteen years old, right? And he does this G, uh, GED from home but i'm not like fully like experienced or he never told me like in full detail how it really works but answering mandisa's question earlier on i was just saying you don't need like a certain grade you just need to be above um your age group like you're 18 or 17 like you said to join the ged so it's not about how many grades you have failed or passed to join the ged Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I, I, see, I see we have uh, we have more professionals in uh, <laughs> that, that's connected here. Uh, just to let you know, Kobote is my neighbor. So, um, oh, thanks, oh, nice to meet. Thank, thanks, Kobote. All right, and um, we have a comment on YouTube, uh, Tawan Tawa. Um, uh, he says, "Thanks for the presentation, guys." I just had to. <laughs> really oh. to you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, can I, as a parting shot? Oh, sorry. Yes, we can proceed. I'll come back. I'll, 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 okay. I'll, I'll ask right. after you. All right. Thanks, Kobote. You can stay online as well. Um, I'll just move you uh, from the stage. Okay. Okay, so I just wanted to mention, um, because as I said, that we provide um, support. So seeing that it's a new program that we're trying to pioneer and, and, and spearhead uh, towards kids migrating from, you know, current education uh, curriculum to doing GED. Um, one, if the child is doing uh, grade 9, grade 10, 12, if they're currently doing grade 12, they can leave the grade 12 and jump into the, uh, into the GED bandwagon as long as they're 17 or they are turning 17 years in the year that they are taking the GED. And two, um, there, you don't have to wait until, you know, the whole year until you finish the program. Some kids are very quick. They, they catch on very quickly. So the program uh, gauges or, or keeps track of your learning. And there's a bar that you are pushing. So if that bar you've pushed and it starts from red, then it becomes amber and it becomes green. When it reaches green, it means that you are you are ripe. You are good to take the, the exam. So some have pushed it in six months 
and you know they they go and they take their uh, exam but th there's also practice exams so the practice exam you it sort of t it shows you what the sitting would be like so it gives you the classroom setup but within your your your, your room you don't have to go to boston college so everything is covered for you so that you are able well equipped and prepared to write the exam and then so we provide support in a, in, in, in a way of we monitor the kids movement we inform the parents of the the, the, the roadblocks we see when they're studying so say for instance some um, not easily understand maths so then we are able to then provide support in maths and tutor them you know, try and do this as an extra lesson to help you. And then the kid then eventually understands the whole GED program. And within that year, we provide the support. So we've got a, a charge structure that we, 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 we put in place where we've got parents that are, and teachers, uh, qualified teachers that are willing to sit down with the learner and try and help them to familiarize themselves with the program and also provide support. Okay. Um, we... We're running out of time. Um, we're just going to be dashing through the, the questions there. Now, the okay. question that I have for the both of you, um, what, what are you doing to help um, those children that are, that are struggling at schools, at school level? Are you venturing out to them to say, here is a program that you can enroll on? Um, what, what is your strategy? Because we are privileged now that we, we have in this discussion, but we do have a lot more people that are not even aware of, of GED. I mean, uh, they might not even know something like this exists. So how do you create awareness um, where already they are struggling and then they need somebody to, to help them out? Um. So one thing um, that I just want to bring out, it's something that really irks me. Um, and it's a pattern of behavior that I've seen repeated across a lot of schools um, because I do tutor um, students primarily in matric. They come to me. They need help with mathematics, English. And one thing that I find to be so, so, so um, how I'm engaging with South African students right now, uh, primarily through my tutoring service, where um and one thing I keep finding is that um, teachers and principals are gaslighting their students into taking subjects that are not beneficial to them. Mm -hmm. um, the most prominent example is students in grade 11 who are doing pure, math, pure mathematics are being coerced into taking mathematics literacy. Um, this subject does not um, ready them for university. If you pass matric with maths lit instead of pure maths, you cannot, there are a lot of degrees that you cannot qualify for. You won't be able to get a BCom. You won't be able to get a BSci. And the reason why high schools are doing this is because if you, if you pass maths lit, it's counted as a pass. It makes the school look good. If you fail mm. pure maths, it makes the school look bad, and then those schools are held accountable. But once you pass mm. maths, they don't care if you can get a uni if you can go to university or not. And truth be told, a lot of employers, when they look at someone with a, if you have a ninety percent in maths literacy, 
they don't care because they don't consider it a serious subject. So it hurts your employment prospects when you pass in your CV. You think I've passed my mistake. Why is no one employing me? It's because they don't like your subject. And the truth of the matter is that three, four years down the line, once you learn out, learn about that, you're going to be signing up for a GED. So if you're in an institution where the teachers are forcing you to try and change subjects to useless subjects, you know, um, rather go and do a GED. Rather go and speak to companies like Fuziles who are offering this course because their interest is in making sure that you're employable because when you complete your GED and you are happy with your results because of that, you will then go and refer it to somebody else and you will, you as the student, sorry, will refer to other people and inform them about this and which is beneficial to Fuzile and them. Uh, basically, Fuzile, okay. those, yeah, sorry. But yeah, so how we, so sorry, back to the question. So how I'm busy spreading this to people is by speaking to uh, people who approach me for tutoring and informing them of these prospects, especially in my church. A lot of um, a lot of uh, parents of students in my church, they come to me, they're asking for assistance. They're telling me that they are their children are switching subjects. So I'm so I'm starting to introduce them to the GED course as a, as a suitable alternative. And as Fazile said, one of the lovely things about it is you can work at your own pace. So if your child is um, thrives in an academic environment, they don't have to waste an entire year studying for their matric. They can complete it within half a year if they have the talent. And if your child is a bit slower, perhaps he um, struggles a bit. You have people like Fuzile and them who are happy to mo help motivate them and keep them on track. And then they can basically do those four subjects over the course of a year or even a year and a half. Because you only pay when you take the tests. Um, so, that's a, so that's how it benefits the stronger students and the weaker students. Uh, that's and good. then... Sorry. And then lastly, just tying it to South Africa again, once again, the reality of a lot of South Africans. Look, because you can do one subject at a time and when you're free, the nice thing is you can basically go and work because we know the reality for, of a lot of South Africans. There are some people who are dropping out in grade 10 and 11 because they need to get a job to support their families. Um, you can do that. You can. Basically, get yourself a job if that's what your family needs you to do. But at the same time, you can put aside a little bit of money to pay for a GED and still be qualified at the end of the day. Beautiful. Now, that's a that's a beautiful program. Um, I'm really excited about it. Uh, I just maybe my age doesn't allow anymore. <laughs> no, anyone can take it now. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm okay. also thinking. I'm also thinking of taking it on. Maybe it's something we could we should talk 
Um, and then all you need to do is, so the beauty of this is as long as you have a computer with a decent internet connection, you would will then just get in contact with uh, Fuzile in 4IR. Fuzile will do is he will help get your child registered um, into the program and then he will uh, help the child pick the course material that he needs um, and make sure that the subjects that he chooses are such that are relevant to the career path that he wants to follow. So internet, computer, and that's all. <laughs> that's what you need to get set up. <laughs> Thank you so wow. much, Mr. That's, that's, a nice <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm excellent. Yeah. yeah, thank I you guys. Um, thank you guys for all this information. It was really helpful, and um, I believe the parents um, are now knowledgeable on what to do uh, for their children um, in the future. And um, I wish I also knew all this information in my time, um, so that um, I'm able. To Same here, bro. Same call, here, bro. You know? I always yeah. wish that there was a fuzile out there who was doing the heavy lifting and just yeah but we can change we can change other people's uh, circumstances yeah let's let's we can influence okay. the change all right all right all right incorporating uh you saying one question if it's possible uh one question is is it possible to be doing online schooling plus the gd program online schooling as in um what do you, uh, what do you mean online schooling corpus uh, okay let, let me let me invite you quickly on stage just grab the mic there and then after then we can wrap up Okay, let's see if he's able to join there. Um, while we're waiting for him to join, um, can yeah. I just add something? For yeah. Parents? yeah okay, yeah. so say for example, so with regards to picking which GED subject you want to do, mm-hmm. um, all you basically do is look for what degree your child wants to do and what bursary program they you would like to apply for. For example, say he wants to be an accountant, study BCom accounting at UWC. If you look for requirements, they will say you need pure maths as well as accounting as your subjects. And they will tell you you need a minimum of 25 points. So that means that when you're doing your GED, you will pick mathematics, you will pick accounting, you will pick a language, and you'll pick one uh, fourth subject, maybe business management. And then you will look at the points scoring system and it will tell you you need to get 70% in all four subjects in order to be able to qualify for the bursary and the um, program. So okay. that's just um, with regards to an earlier question. Is Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if Uncle Butz is able to to join on stage. I don't know what's happening. 
But Nkobutse, if you're listening, uh, the question was, what online schooling are you referring to that you, you, you want to pair it with uh, GD? You, you can type it there and we'll give you two minutes. UCT, hi. He says UCT high. Oh, okay. So oh, like you're doing UNISA, you're doing UNISA and uh, yes, it can run concurrent. That's actually uh, uh, something that we, we wanted to touch on that um, with the Linda or LinkedIn um, classroom, you can, you can study your, your, your accounting for your accounting using Excel and whatnot, but you are also getting your GED. So when you're done, you can just join the, the, the two. Then when, they, when, they, when you join them, it, it, it makes for a good portfolio for yourself also because you are more employable because they're going to ask you, are you familiar with the Microsoft Excel or do you have a qualification in that? And you produce it. Yes, I have been doing this and also that. So it can run concurrent. The only thing that we I cannot be is that if you already have a metric qualification, will you be able to uh, do the GED? I don't think you can because the system already recognizes you as uh, someone who's done umelus. So with that, yes. you, you can't. But if you I, I wanted to, to, to add on the, uh, on the, on the UCT program as well. Online doing your thing. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure if is done. But I wanted to add on the UCT program because I think it's more almost a, a similar program. Um, not really a similar program. It's a program designed to assist um kids from disadvantaged backgrounds who's got um like the brains but no resources in their areas. So probably Unkhuputi um, uh, uh, can find out from whoever is offering the program if it's not something that is the same or if um, she, she or he can add on that one. Okay. Right. Thank you ever so much. Um, this information is valuable and um, I'm confident that it will help parents and those that are, um, are planning to have their GEDs knowing how to qualify for it. So um, if you have any more questions, uh, as you've registered on this platform, you, you can also uh, send a message to, to the group chat um, after the program. Uh, they can answer that, um, your questions from, from there. So thank you ever so much for joining us. Uh, I'd like to thank you, uh, Shailen, for putting up time even though you're on vacation. <laughs> I still on vacation. Uh, you know, you're not the only one that has joined my show and they're on vacation. And I'm sitting here at the studio. And I will never mention names. Cause these are Don't mention expensive. names, Nero. <laughs> you are a hater right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Thank you very much. Uh, it's, it's a lovely Thank you very much, Priscilla and Shailen. Um, this was yeah. very much informative. Actually, uh, I, I heard people who wanted to know 
onto how to go about um, homeschooling, you know, if they've got yeah. the money for it, probably um, I will refer them to you now. But now one thing I wanted to find out, you said um, you can do it virtually. Yes. They don't need to attend um, like physical classrooms. Okay, yes. Perfect. yes. Perfect. Yeah. You need a computer, you need internet, and you need Fuzili. <laughs> all right now that's so, thank you very much Neo, as well for being our host tonight Yeah. <laughs>